I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 193. And welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Sometimes you just need an uplifting song in the playlist. You know what I mean? You know, the one you crank up in the morning on the way to work or on the way to school just to get your toe tapping and lift your spirit. Now, Mercy Me's new song, Happy Dance, does that for me. And I highly encourage you to watch the YouTube video. It's silly and hilarious. I'll go ahead and include it in my show notes for this week. And you can find that at michellekneezat.com forward slash 193. Now, before we jump into scripture, I want to lift your spirit a little by playing a brief clip of the song that inspired me to head over to First Peter. Let's listen. We always say that we have unspeakable joy. phrase that jumped out at me in this song is, we always say we have unspeakable joy. And the place in scripture where you will find the phrase unspeakable joy or joy unspeakable is found in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 8 in the King James Version. Now speaking of Jesus, it says, whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Now, I haven't used ye in a while. I'm not sure about you. Uh, But in the NIV, it reads, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. So now, so now that we have our verse inspired from our song, what shall we do? Well, My favorite Bible interaction tool exercise to really help me dig into scripture is to read in context. Now, I call these habits that I use on a weekly basis to to stay engaged in God's word. I call them BITES, B-I-T-E, Bible interaction tool exercises. And this week, I want to remind you that the context might just be the verses around the feature verse. But since this verse is in a letter, I suggest you read the whole letter. Now, sometimes you'll hear these letters referred to as an epistle. 
And um, it's a letter from Peter. Uh, in this case, it's First Peter. It's his first epistle. And uh, it's to, we're going to talk about who it's to, but it is indeed a letter. And I often say when reading, especially the shorter epistles, that you would never read a letter one sentence at a time and then set it aside. So why do we do that when we're reading letters in God's Word? Well, I mean, you wouldn't even read a letter one page at a time. No, when you first read a letter, you read it all the way through. And now you may go back, and if, especially if it's a long letter, and you might go back and analyze or consider the phrasing of one part or over another. And since it's God's Word, we're going to take apart each and every word because all of the words are inspired. And so we, we want to make it a habit, however, to read the epistles all the way through too. So another bite that I use to let it all soak in for me this week is to read in different translations. I just did that for you. I remember I grew up uh, reading the King James Version. So I remember the phrase unspeakable joy. And but I but I do get kind of bogged down in the words when it says ye and it, it ranges uh, words in ways that we don't speak anymore. So I go ahead and I use the U version app on my tablet and it's easy to stay in First Peter and then just switch the version. Uh, you can perhaps um, access a variety of versions online for free if you don't have an app and you can do the same thing from your um, desktop. It's easier now than ever to find a variety of translations. You don't have to go to the bookstore and buy five different translations so that you have those at your fingertips. Uh, they're available for free. So once I read the letter from Peter all the way through, several times in different translations. Then I went back to the section of scripture that includes our feature verse. And so I'm going to really stay in that first chapter of First Peter for the podcast. But I want to encourage you to read the letter all the way through. And then if you want to stay in that focus area to learn a little bit more about unspeakable joy, then you can do the same. But at least you'll have the context of the whole letter and it, it'll actually it'll actually magnify that unspeakable joy, I think, when you read the whole letter. So verses 1 and 2 tell us who the letter was written to. It says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, so that's the author, to God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, and Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood, grace and peace be yours in abundance. Now, it says that this letter is to God's elect and that they are exiles scattered throughout all of these uh, provinces and areas, okay? And some of the versions use the word exiles, like in the NIV that I just read here, other terms for the audience in other translations include aliens, foreigners, sojourners, pilgrims, or strangers. So I think you can tell from this list that their existence in these places is temporary. And we're going to come back to that later. But they had been scattered all over because of the variety of places mentioned. It can be concluded that it really is that this letter really is written to any Christian who got a hold of the letter. Okay. And so um, the they were scattered for a variety of reasons. You can go and look at the historical aspect of that if you want to explore that a little bit. Um, 
And so, but we're going to move on to to the next section of verses. Uh, Really, the next section from verses 3 through 12, we're going to kind of pick it apart a little bit at a time. So verses 3 through 5, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. So here's what I find myself doing when it comes to introductory sections of scripture like this. Because it seems to be like an introduction, like something that you would say every time, like, okay, I'm just going to skip through this or I'm going to skim it to get to the heart of the letter, right? What a terrifying thought, though, that I would get to the point where I'm like, praise God, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, so I really found myself going, okay, wait, this uh, um, inexpressible joy, this unspeakable joy is right here at the beginning. And this is not just a perfunctory routine introduction. Peter is offering genuine praise to God before he gets into anything else. It is actually an example for all of us, always open with genuine praise. And in this letter, what Paul was thinking about, um, you know, he couldn't help but do a happy dance of his own in praise for God's great mercy. And in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. You see, this new birth that God has given us is profound. There are other places that you can explore in scripture about becoming a new creation and our our new birth. But this new birth in Christ is into a living hope because Jesus is living. And, And I want you to think about this. In fact, let's go ahead and use another bite that I often use. I want you to consider the opposite of something to bring light to what you are considering. In this case, I want you to think about living hope. So if it's not living, then what kind of hope is it? If it's not living, it's dead or stale or ineffective. But our hope is not an ineffective hope. It is a living hope. We are birthed into a living hope. And I need my hope to be living. It needs to be alive and breathing and growing and healing. And that's the kind of hope that we are birthed into in Christ. Now, this new birth also gives us an inheritance. And by the way, it is an inheritance of a child of the king. This inheritance is something to look forward to. In fact, Peter goes on to say, this inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. It's it's like it is in the mind of the reader that this inheritance might somehow be lost, right? So Peter is saying, no, I'm going to expound on this, not only of the quality of the inheritance, that it that can never perish, spoil, or fade. And he encourages us that it will indeed be there for us. In fact, we see that our inheritance is under safekeeping in heaven, basically until we can cash it in. And we can be sure we will receive the inheritance promised to us because the mighty power of God protecting us and his power makes sure that we will endure through faith until the second coming. 
This is how God works, you see, because he freely offers us new birth and then he provides the power and protection to ensure that we can walk in our salvation. He keeps us. He shields us. He wants us to remain in him enough to protect and shield and make sure that we do remain in him. You see, this doesn't mean that we don't have a part in it. We choose to follow But we choose to follow because he first called us and we continue in that choice because he gives us the power and protection necessary to do so. Isn't it amazing? Isn't he an amazing God? He gives us everything we need. So you might be wondering what all of this means. Like, isn't our salvation already revealed? Well, I think uh, it can be best described by Matthew Henry. I consulted a commentary this week on 1 Peter. That's another bite. Another Bible interaction tool exercise is to consult a commentary. Uh, They have them online for free. This one I found at blueletterbible.org. And this is what he says. Life and immortality are now brought to light by the gospel. But this life will be more glory, revealed more gloriously at death when the soul shall be admitted into the presence of Christ and behold his glory. No wonder Peter exclaimed his praise as we began these scriptures. We've already received so much. It's overwhelming what we already understand. And what we are yet to receive is even more overwhelming. It's hard to imagine because it's yet to come, but it might do your heart good just to try. Okay, so Peter goes on to say, in all this, you greatly rejoice. To which I replied in my heart, do I? Do I greatly rejoice in my new birth, my living hope, my future inheritance, my salvation, the part that is revealed now and the part that will be revealed when I see Jesus face to face in heaven? Do I? Am I greatly rejoicing? Do I give myself the margin to rejoice in that, to rest and rejoice in my salvation? Because if I continue on in the bite of considering the opposite, Where would I be without my precious salvation? I would be lost. I would be separated from my relationship with my heavenly father. That relationship that brings such love and hope and grace and mercy and joy and care and, 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 and into my life. I don't want to consider that. So now I will take the time to greatly rejoice. All right. So far, all of this goes right along with our song. I can do a happy dance when I consider my salvation. Of course I can. I can greatly rejoice. But here's the first glimpse of a recurring theme that you will see when you read uh, 1 Peter. And it kind of surprised me a bit. Suffering. It says, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. For a little while. (laughs) Now, if you are suffering right now, my friend, I know it may not seem like just a little while, especially if you've suffered for a long while. But with our eyes squarely focused on the future of our inheritance, we see that in that perspective, it truly is a little while. And so there is purpose in our suffering. Is there purpose in our suffering? Well, It actually is a means to an end, according to verse 7. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, 
may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So through suffering, we can see the genuineness of our faith. When we look up and see that the great fire of our suffering cannot burn up our faith, it results in the praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Again, with the forward looking, okay? The joy is not in our suffering. The joy is in the glory of Christ. And and I know this is hard. Remember how every time I open the podcast, I say that God's word changes the way we think and ultimately our life? If you can get your mind wrapped around this, it may very well change your life. Your ability to suffer for a little while proves the genuineness of your faith. It's a refining process and results not in our glory, but in the glory of Christ. And drum roll. This is where we've been heading since the since I first introduced it in the lyric of our song. Though you have not seen him, You love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Our unspeakable, inexpressible, glorious joy is because we are receiving the end result of our faith. Our unspeakable, inexpressible, glorious joy is because we are receiving the salvation of our souls. Don't skim over this. Don't don't skip it. Don't skim it. Don't take it for granted. Don't ignore it. Think about it. Ponder it. Bask in its truth. We have been given new birth. We have been given living hope. We have been given an imperishable inheritance that is kept for us. We are shielded by a powerful and loving God. Our faith will see us through. Our faith is refined by our suffering and proved genuine. We have salvation that has been revealed in part and will be revealed in whole in heaven. So what's next? Well, read First Peter, of course. You could go slow like I did and really pick apart the words of a small section. Or perhaps you will see the theme of suffering throughout the letter and still see how our unspeakable joy regarding our salvation trumps all. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. I'd love to hear from you. Michelle at michellekneesat.com. Hop on Twitter at michellekneesat or Michelle L. Nizat is my Facebook, my public page on Facebook. And we can talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank the premier Christian music streaming service, theoverflow.com, for pointing their subscribers to this podcast. But more importantly, pointing them back to God's word, through music. And when you subscribe to their trial, you will receive a 10-day series of devotions that I wrote based on some of my most popular podcast episodes. So I encourage you to check them out at theoverflow.com. I also want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Felicia from Georgia, Betty from Mississippi, Cord from North Carolina, Maria from Georgia, Cheryl from Pennsylvania, Tanya from Massachusetts, Tammy from Washington, Jennifer from somewhere in the U.S., and Mary from California. 
welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you will get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can even print it out. You will also get an email recap of the week's episode and you get instant access to any of the extra resources that I create for my podcast from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. Now, don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe directly in iTunes or Stitcher Radio if you have an Android device. And while you're there, would you please leave me a written review and a star rating? This not only encourages me, but helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like ISU grad 94 who writes, Michelle's podcasts are well-prepared and relevant to my life. I like the songs she chooses. Some I know already and others are introduced to me here. Thank you so much, ISU grad 94, for taking the time for this review. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using You Are My Vision by Wren Collective to jump into scripture. And if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 193. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.